Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I've been playing Super Auto Pets. What? <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm Jay, and I obviously don't lead uh, nearly as interesting a life as Trevor, because I'm not playing. <laughs> I don't even know what this some, is. You should play some Super Auto Pets. Do I get to have, like, feline overlords that rule the universe? Uh, feline or So, so... Let me let me present what Super Auto Pets is. It's a it's an auto chess auto battler, but it's it's way more approachable and interesting than the rest of the crop. Okay, so like the League of Legends one, all those other ones, it feels like they just require so much upfront from you to understand how to even play this stupid game. So Super Auto Pets is is um, a auto battler where you draft pets and then you create a line. Um, from front to back of pets that fight for you, um, just like all the other auto battlers out there. And in the default form, which is free, uh, there is there's not really any powerful cats per se, but I'm assuming there would be. In this the, is maybe, bullcrap. This this yeah, game this seems like an oversight. Worthless. <laughs> there are some expansions that you can buy that probably do have some powerful cats in them. Um, honestly, in the um, base version of the game and i think they, they do some randomization like like what's available to you there's there's stuff gets randomized each week as as to what's available to those of us who only play for free but um right now the super powerful one is like the llama and the dog they're just like op um anyway so th- there's a couple of things that make it better than other auto battlers um so i'll try to make this quick since this is not even our real topic this is just the intro but uh in normal auto battlers, there's just way too much information. It reduces that down to pets have just a very simple like tooltip that explains what they do. And then the other thing that makes it interesting is when you're in all the other auto battlers, you're kind of put in a pool of like 10 people and you fight those 10 people to, to whoever's the last one surviving. In Super Auto Pets, you're just you play your own game. And so there's no timer in between the turns. So you can take as long as you need to to read all the tooltips which is a huge boon to be able to like actually figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, they're being forced to make quick decisions. Um, and then when you're, when you're done and you hit submit, you're done with your, your turn and it, it, it matches you. It just throws you in the pool with everybody else. And instead of matching you up with a random person in, in your 10 person pool, it matches you up against anyone, but it matches you up with someone who's played the exact same number of games as you has the exact same amount of health and has the same number of wins. It does that on the tenth game, is that what you said? No, all games. Every oh. time you every time you submit, every time you're oh. done with your turn and you okay. hit submit, you're matched up against someone who's in the exact same game position as you are. So you 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 won't in in a normal auto battler, you might see the same guy two or three times throughout the entire you know course of the match, right? Because you you end up playing everybody in the pool. Well, in Super Auto Pets, you're probably never going to see the same person again. Because it throws you against somebody who's in the same position as you every time. Anyway, you try to win ten games. Once you've won ten games, you've won the round, or you get you run out of health and get knocked out. And it's available on iOS devices, so you can play it on your iPad or your iPhone. I play it on my iPhone. I can play a quick round while I'm sitting on the toilet or whatever. Um, you know, while I'm waiting for my Marvel Snap missions to refresh. I was like, what? What did Marvel Snap do to you to make you angry? It just doesn't doesn't refresh missions fast enough. That's I play fair. both. That's fair. I can't get past a pet game where I'm not dominating the world with cats. 
I, I don't know what, I don't say about this. <laughs> I I'm assuming you can. I just don't I feel like I'm looking at this game on the iOS store right now, Jay, and oh my gosh, this is Jay, this is even bigger bull. There is a dog in this picture with a chef hat and still no cat. I mean, there's there's cats. There's plenty of cats. Is there cats? Yes. There's a tiger that's really like the t- so the tiger can be quite strong if you put him in the right place. He like copies another pet's ability essentially. I don't think you've said who you are. This other person on the line. Uh, I'm Josh, and sorry, I got really distracted by the Super Auto Pets pitch. Uh, I'm Josh, and I have watched the how it's played of Horseless Carriage, the newest splatter spiel game. I'm so excited for this game. For a little bit, it's uh, it does look good. It's no, it's not going to be any antiquity. I will say that for sure, but. It is funny how it just has these kind of like, like, I guess I'll just call them odd Dutch mechanics, I guess. <laughs> this is a Dutch publisher, right? Yeah. So you, you're just, you just offended all of our Dutch listeners. Is that? That's, well, I mean, odd in the, in the sweetest sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. It looks interesting though. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it either. Like, I just love that you could develop a car that, has no brakes, but <laughs> might have a spot for an onboard mechanic. <laughs> um, so stuff from Discount Games Inc. Um, at some point soon, there's going to be a release date for um the Kador Starter Army. We'll we'll probably find it out, you know, a day or two before it happens. Um, <laughs> but get your pre-orders in. It's supposed to be sometime this month. Um, and from Atomic Mass Games, um, for Marvel Crisis Protocol, Beta Ray Bill, Agent Venom, Spider-Woman, and Ulrich are all available now, and next week we have Moth Gideon and, uh, the Dark Troopers for Star Wars Legion, so get all your sweet miniature gaming needs, and then this weekend there's a bunch of pre-sales for uh, Warcry and uh, Kill Team from Games Workshop. So check those out. So this week we're going to have a pitch slash grade of uh, Marvel Sons, the the new game from Firaxis. And Josh, why don't we start off with you have spent many episodes saying how disappointed you are in this game. I feel like I'm and- being set up somehow. No, no, and and that it um, is is the game that's helped you realize that you're you're over for Axis Games at this point, and you've you've moved on to greener <laughs> pastures, and and you've kind of forced yourself to to stick with it, and it seems like you've kind of turned a corner and are enjoying it more at at this point. Is 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 anything that I've said a, a mischaracterization so far? Yeah, I I would not describe anything you've said as a mischaracterization, no. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you flesh I, that out a little bit? I mean, what I what I will say to flesh it out is it feels to me like this thing was billed to me completely incorrectly. This thing was billed to me as a um, XCOM with Marvel characters, which and I'm, as I'm, pitches I'm go is a pretty strong pitch, frankly. So I'm curious, Josh slash Trevor. Um, I think that what you're saying right here is some is a fairly common sentiment um, on the internet. Is, would you say that's true? There's there's a lot of people who have kind of felt this way. Way. I think so. I I mean, I, I again, I just felt like that's how it was being talked about. So so I my question ask. with it is, do you feel like? This is an assumption that the community had was did did for the publisher do something to egg on this uh, misconception that people have? And it, it feels like either way. It's I don't know that they egged it on, but I don't I, don't, I certainly don't feel like they I so certainly don't some, feel like they discouraged this comparison. Let me just say that I, I understand where Josh is coming from. And here's why it's it's published by Firaxis. So it's from the publisher. And and we were told that it was turn based. Like there was there was. Hints. I also re- I also remember when it um when it first when they had their first teasers about it 
some of the things I remember it saying at the time was that it had tactical tactical combat and that it had a card system as a resolution mechanic. Mm-hmm. Those are true. Um, which the card system made me not think of XCOM because that's not really XCOM. Um, and I and I seem to recall us us teasing Trevor at the time that he was going to love the game because <laughs> he, he loves because card games. We're jerks. <laughs> I mean, that too. And we lean into it every week. It's true. So, <laughs> what what else? Uh, what what else do you think was going on, Trevor? Uh, I mean, I I don't disagree with what Josh is saying. It feels like that that was at some point it was built that way um, to us, either from the news media or from Praxis themselves. You know, I I don't necessarily know that I understand where that kind of idea came from yeah, where it came from but i i definitely don't think that josh is alone in feeling right right yeah. yeah and and i want to actually defend the publisher a, a little bit here and say i'm not sure how they could have built it better exactly because in the end to me this thing is i mean i said it behind the paywall i'll just say it again it's marvel paper dolls with a bit of a dating simulator with a cool card battler mini game <laughs> so here's the, here's the part that i don't get from this description and i mean i guess correct me if i'm wrong on this but um so you've you've said that I've, I've heard several people say this now that it is kind of like a dating simulator and you're playing with paper dolls etc um but that it is all with these other characters and that my understanding is that your character is not one of the ones that you're really doing that with yeah and is that that correct i don't like the the term dating sim because really it's more of a friendship sim you're your character is never ever a participant there's no romance yeah, there's no romance, and it's I don't with your character honest, or with any of the characters. Um, I wouldn't say with any of the characters. There are characters who have romance, I, not strong, but there's subplots. definitely there's romance subplots amongst some of the other characters, and and you end up being more of a matchmaker than um than a casual observer, or maybe not a matchmaker depending on how you approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, but your your character's relationship to all these other people is merely platonic you are a friend you try to learn about them you get to you hang out with them you find yourself fishing with blade or playing cards with with whoa uh, whoa blade come on let's not be ridiculous we went fishing with ghost rider <laughs> i don't think ghost rider even likes to go fishing do you even know what you're doing you know what you know what you shut up about my multiverse <laughs> <laughs> In, anyway you know i it does have similarities to dating Sims in that you're learning about these characters and doing things, but it, the but I hate the romantic overtones that that comment brings because it doesn't apply. Sure. Not, okay. Well, that's to, reasonable. You're not trying to romance any of these characters. Um, you are and I guess that's getting to know them. So the reason why this is a pitch slash grade episode is because two of the, the co-hosts have played it, even though only three, uh, well, two have played it, three own it. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've, I've played a little bit of the tutorial, but honestly, part of what has been kind of a stumbling block for me is the, like, it, it just has sounded kind of dumb to me to play a dating sim, as I've heard multiple people call it, when... I do like friendship sim better. I agree with Trevor on that, for the record. Sure, um, when it, so I mean, it, it, this does, it feels like this is a productive topic to go over because, um, that's, that's been one of the things that's kind of made me not too eager to jump into it because, um, I don't really want to play a dating sim where I'm not one of the people dating. <laughs> I can appreciate that. I, yeah, I mean, I, fair. I to- totally understand. I mean, if, if you, it honestly, it would be the most frustrating thing in the world if it were really billed as a dating sim where you never you struck out the entire game 
Right. Like that, that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible. And that is, that's really not at all what it is. There's um, probably a subgenre of dating sim to that's making tons of money right now with that exact <laughs> like feature. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, and I'm probably one of them, honestly, that just loves being beat down so much that you would just keep coming back for more. But um, no, that is not that's not what you're getting here. You're really getting to know the characters on more of a personal level, you know, what struggles they had. I mean, I'll give you some examples and things that you're probably not going to be shocked by, or, or you know, um, but let's say you spend some time talking with Ghost Rider. You're going to talk about his feelings about being taken over by a demon and how well mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily feel adequate. And he feels like, you know, would he even be um, important at all if it weren't for the demon that takes over him? You know, that's just in one example of the many conversations. The answer's have. no Ghost Rider, but whatever. <laughs> that you're going to have with these characters, because truly I feel like they've picked some pretty good characters and some that have some conflicts and, and interestingly enough, not all of them are like that. I mean, when, when um, Steve Rogers, for example, when he comes on, he starts to sort of dissect, you know, the father, he becomes the father figure in your life to a little bit of a degree, starts to dissect your personal problems. Oh my gosh. I haven't even got to Steve Rogers yet. And now I'm, I'm going to jump off the podcast right now and start playing. Until I get <laughs> Steve Rogers. So, so my point being, is I mean, that, I will say that like, the 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 idea of like hanging out with Peter Parker or you know some of the the various um, Marvel characters, characters does sound does sound a lot more entertaining than the dating sim where you're not actually dating. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like the hanging out with them involves like you know dialogue trees that end up being just like Trevor's describing, you know, interesting and and somewhat informative and right like. There is a little bit to, the, I mean, there's some similarities. I won't, I won't disagree that there are similarities between it and the dating sim, because you still have, you're trying to increase the friendship versus decrease the friendship. You're, um, uh, sometimes Not me. I'm trying to decrease friendship with magic every chance I get. <laughs> you, you know what? You would actually <laughs> like her if you actually spent some. She's actually the person on the game that I have the highest friendship with. I hate her so much. Who? <laughs> Magic. It's uh, Magic. Oh, okay. It's uh, she was in what was the movie what? that they did? Yeah, um, uh, the kind of horror. New Mutants. New Mutants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that she's, Magic. I mean, it, yeah, she's Colossus's younger sister. She's a crybaby. <laughs> but it, I, the thing is, is I don't want to make it sound like this is the only part of the game because it's really not. There's crafting going on. There's combat. You're you're trying to build cards and combinations for your decks for each of the characters. Um, the friendships don't really mean they mean something because they add when you get characters particular levels they gain bonus combos. Yeah, it's they like get, how you mine for resources essentially. Yeah, they get a special resource, a special uh, uh, ability that they get in combat with you. Um, you know, there's there's lots of things that are going on besides the friendship. But the truth is, is you spend a very large portion of your time dealing with these interpersonal relationships, and and it's it's some of the characters have better writing than others. I will admit that. Um, but there's definitely if you're not going to enjoy interpersonal relationships in a sort of a, a role-playing manner where you're playing the main character and you're having these decision trees of how you're going to treat other people. Um, if that doesn't sound interesting to you, then the rest of it is sort of, it's a little tacked on honestly, and it doesn't matter as much. And, and I think the other thing that, that Josh felt, and then I think a lot of people felt is that it takes a little while to start to get to know these people. They don't open up to you immediately. So you spend some time, getting into the game before it gets interesting. The, that is one thing I will say, like the game has for both the, the card game, mini game, that's pretty good. And the, the friendship simulator, it, it is a, it's a, a slower burn to get into than it should be like I, spoiler alert on the grade. That's a, it's a ding on the design for me. Would you say that my, I, I think, I, I don't remember if we talked about this on the show or if I told it to you personally, that part of the problem is, is that, the initial characters are less interesting than the characters you unlock. Like yes, there's only Yeah, I think you I think you did say that on the show and I think that's 100% fair and accurate. 
like one of the things is you can only have so many interactions with the same character. It, it requires you to to diversify to at least a small extent. So if you want to talk to Ghost Rider repeatedly, you can't. You, you can't do that. Right. He honestly, right. Josh is correct. Ghost Rider is probably the most interesting character at, at the start. He's he's interesting right. throughout. Let me don't don't go don't get me wrong. I I love um uh Robbie. Right, that's his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I love so I love Robbie. Can't remember his name. Yeah, sh- I can't. I, I love Robbie, <laughs> and I love I love all the interactions you have with him. Um, but you can't spend twenty four seven with him. The game doesn't even that's not even a possibility. The game won't allow it. And initially, some of the characters like Magic do not open up to you. In fact, they're quite rude or mean to you because they're emotionally damaged. And so you before you it takes a while to even get through their their emotional barriers. I sound like a psychologist here. Anyway, it takes <laughs> You're some time a superhero to, psychologist. It takes some time for them to open up to you to the point where they become interesting. And so, like initially, there's a lot of boring people. I just want to. I'm just waiting to, if I can hear the sound of uh, Jay's computer booting up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I will say that um, there's times where this feels like high school. Like you put a lot of effort into these friendships, and they give you nothing back. You give them gifts. They're like, thank you. Um, it is, it is, yeah, there's some, they, they get mad at you for like, you know, slightly different opinions than what they may have. Um, yeah, it's, magic. <laughs> it, it does feel a little bit um, high school at some point, but I will say for the combat, the cards are interesting. They're kind of fun. It's not, it's not like super in-depth combat. There are some combats that are difficult, especially some of the story missions. As you move on, they can become a little bit more of a challenge. But the 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 combats, especially early on, are really easy. They don't get harder until later. And I think if you dial up the difficulty, um, they get far far more difficult. But I don't the com the difficulty of the combat is never the so I, I'm going to call back to. I, I looked up one of the initial initial announcements of this game, and this is where I'm going to point to why everyone sort of thought okay. this. So th- this is this sort of verbiage was used throughout the web, and and so it, it talks about Take Two Interactive Active is announced Marvel Midnight Suns, blah 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 blah. Then I'll get to this line, which I remember being in almost every announcement. Developed XCOM veterans for Axis Games and 2K Games. Like that's that's how they introduce mm-hmm. this game is they're mm-hmm. telling you XCOM veterans for Axis and 2K games are making this Marvel game that is turn based. Like there's so much like maybe they were I don't know how much of that came from Firaxis, like how much they handed that to their to the media to publish and how much they're maybe a, causing their own failure here. But right. I think that maybe some of that came from the media themselves saying, Hey, this is for and 2k games are announcing this turn-based Marvel game. It's, you know, it's gotta be like XCOM. What else could it be? But an XCOM yeah. Yeah. or a civilization. I mean, why? Yeah. Why didn't they say, see that's like, you're right. That's part of the problem. Why didn't they say, you know, I guess 2k games wasn't civilization, but they could have said that. And then I would have thought it was going to be a Marvel Civ game. And now I want that too. <laughs> Well, regardless, whoever came up with that, it it was a little bit of a misnomer. And while it's yeah, not, it was a disservice, I think, to the game. Yeah, it's not it's not completely, you know, dissimilar to that. It's still a turn based game where you're taking actions and you have minimum actions before your next turn. And but that's kind of where the similarities end. Yeah, I mean, like you don't have all the cover, you don't have all the. Yeah, uh, move, movement is kind the of the percentage abstract. chance. Yeah, yep. the movement move, is what did you say? It's abstract. Yeah, right, right. They're, you're you're dealing with superheroes. They can move from one end of the board to the other end of the board in a single turn. There's no movement is not limited in the way it would be in XCOM. And it, and I've sort of complained about it a little bit because it feels because it feels so abstract. But there's there's things you interact with in the in the on the the board, I guess you could call it. Um, you know, barrels that can be blown yeah, up, terrain and terrain that yeah. you're going to jump off vehicles. Of yeah, all those things, and that's the really that's the movement. It's not the actual positions of characters because you can hit anybody on the board, and you can be hit from anywhere. You can't move if somebody's got you targeted. You can't move away from it. There's other things you can do to mitigate it, but you can't move away. Um, yeah, the movement is really all about lining up the environment stuff. Yeah, and honestly, I'm still not as good at that as I wish I was. 
Uh, it takes some getting used to because some of the movement stuff is a little wonky. But it's, it's almost counterintuitive sometimes. It doesn't feel like. Yeah, like sometimes the as an example, one of the more powerful things is if you pull over a pipe, a light pole. So there's light poles usually on the board somewhere, and you pull them over, and they land on characters, and they do lots of damage. They're actually quite strong. But to but you would almost want to your intuition is to want to like stand behind it and push it. But the character interaction doesn't work that way. You actually have to stand your character in front of it and pull it towards you. And and getting it to go to the right location and lining up that stuff, it's not as intuitive as you want it to be sometimes. But after you get it, it's not as hard. There's there's ways that this, the UI shows you how to do it. It's just learning to get all that to work. Correctly. Read the UI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm prepared to grade, Jay, if that's where we're at. Okay, let's do it. Do you have any last <laughs> questions for us, Jay, before we get to the grades? To, um, yeah. What will make you What will make you give up crocheting long enough to do some fractional <laughs> uh, simulation? Uh, Outlook is bleak. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I have to ask you, Josh. Did you buy the DLCs? Like, did you buy the the big pack that came with all the like when the DLCs release, you get them? No, I don't think basically? I did. I think I bought just the base. Well, actually. I, what a, Jay's the one who gave it to me, so I don't know. What did you buy for me, Jay? Uh, just the base, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I I, I'm base. gonna I'm gonna make a complaint here, and this this may be Xbox specific, but I'm still gonna complain about it. I bought the the DLC pack basically as the DC, DLCs mm-hmm. become available, you they become automatically downloadable for you. And it, part of that was it gave me like free um, uh, paper doll dresses for all of my characters. So I got, I got all that stuff. Well, I bought it and then there was like several weeks that went by before I actually sat down and played it. And I actually forgot that I'd purchased the one that was a little bit more money. And for whatever reason on the Xbox, it didn't automatically load those or download them. So I booted it up, started playing it, you know, saw these uh, paper doll dresses that I didn't have access to. And I was like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm not going to pay real money for that. Even though I had already bought them, didn't remember it. You had paid real money already. I paid, okay. paid real money already. Didn't know that I'd already bought them. Um, and then the DLC for Deadpool came out last Friday. And I was like, and I did remember that I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I bought the combo that gave me the DLCs. But I'm like, how do I get Deadpool? Because I was playing and he wasn't unlocking. I didn't see any Deadpool. I was like, I thought he just, you know, you just did normal things. So I read it and it said, you got to do this mission, this mission. And then he becomes available. And I'm like, well, I've done those missions. And so then I got looking, and all of these things that I had purchased were available but not loaded. I had to go in and physically like check the box on oh, Xbox, which on all X other Xbox games I've ever purchased, if you purchase DLC, it just automatically added them mm-hmm. to the download and added them to your to your install. So anyway, I was and and the funny thing was is like I it took me forever to realize that I had purchased all the paper doll dress. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one more thing to ding them on design. Bad UI, bad DLC. I, UI. I don't know if that's them or if that's Microsoft. I don't know who to ding. Mm, Regardless, mm. it's irritating. I'm I'm ready to ding all the people. So. All right, don't ding too much. I like this game. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. I like the game. All right. Uh, so let us start with design. Uh, I will start with my complaints and then my number, and then I might say a couple of good things because All I right. do like this game more than when I started. Um, I despise the graphics. What? I don't, really? Yes. I think they, I think, I think the characters look terrible. Like I'm just, that. that's the only, that's the only way I can think to say it. I just think they look terrible. <laughs> um, what, what platform uh, are you playing it on? My PC. Now I'm playing it on a laptop, so like maybe I could download, but but partly it, it might. I don't know if it's the graphics or if I don't like the character models, because we talked about this like part of the issue. We talked about this in another episode. Like part of the issue for me, I think, is like I don't like the Tony Stark that they're using here, even though he is basically one of the comic book versions of the Tony Stark, right? He's not the Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark. And uh, I'm going to counter that with saying they got a voice actor who delivers and sounds just like the mcu tony stark you know what? that's fair I, I will give you that the voice actors are decent although not for dr strange because he does not sound like benedict and he well, doesn't I look like benedict. i don't think they were going for that but sure okay fair enough 
So anyway, some of that feels a little off-putting to me. Um, anyway, their marketing campaign design was terrible. Um, I I will give mad props to the dialogue tree. The dialogue tree is really good. Um, I, I I have some concerns about how all the systems feel kind of cobbled together or bolted on, right? Like like you got like the social media section of the game and you've got the paper and all section of the game and you've got the explore the grounds, you know, Metroidvania style, a little bit thing going on. And not a little bit. It's you a got lot. The deck. It's more later. Okay. That that's fair. Well, I, I get that sense. Cause that, that, there's like walls. I don't have the, the, you don't have the power to get through yet rune for yet or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I won't ding them. I think ultimately their story is like, different and interesting i mean but it is kind of a weird niche comic book storyline that they've lifted things from right the whole Mm -hmm. midnight suns and demonic apocalypse meets superheroes right like all that is kind of bizarre but it It does make for a. it relies heavily on magic which is not something i'm used to from marvel it's picked like like not magic the character but like magic the yeah yeah uh, yeah like sorcerer supreme stuff and like yeah, yeah like right. they pull like, in they pull in all the characters who use magic nico and magic and uh and like the, the bad guys are able to stand up to your superheroes because something something magic hand wave right like yeah so it you're right well, it does you're, the main character the character you create you don't pick their powers their powers are magic based like there's just a lot of magic um, references. You have um, yep. Agatha in here and um, Scarlet Witch. It's it's a very magic based setting. Yeah, and like it, it basically has like Marvel's Lovecraft threaded in through everything, right? Like Cthulhu, mm-hmm. the equivalent of the Great Old Ones and stuff, right? Yep. So anyway, all that is to say, um, I give it a five. <laughs> oh my gosh! On design. The dings, okay. yeah, the dings on the design pull a lot of it down. So what I did pulls not it up expect is you to go nearly that low, Josh. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to counter Josh just a little bit because I I'm farther in the game than he is, and I think he's probably while they probably feel pasted on or together at this point, they start to uh, congeal a little bit more later on in the game, and they make a little more sense. So I I understand where he's coming from. I don't necessarily agree. I I'm a little surprised that he doesn't like the graphical style, but that's okay. That's his opinion. Um, I don't mind the graphical style. There are some odd models where people walk funny, um, but I think that that's problem with games have had for a long time. Do you go with something cartoony that um, that doesn't look so odd because it's not human movements, or do you try to mimic humans and then it doesn't? It looks odd because you're not perfectly mimicking humans. You're they right. Went, you're right. It's an uncanny valley problem. Me. Yeah. They, and they are. They went the let's try to make them as realistic as possible, and they fall short, just like every other game that tries it does. Because like truly, what they should have done is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse level animation or style, and I'd have been blown away. Uh. I don't know if I would have liked that or not. I don't mind. I don't mind it. I I appreciate where you're coming from as far as the the art style, but it doesn't bother me. I guess I'm maybe I'm used to it from other games, but okay. there's definitely my my wife laughs because I, um the main character um I chose male and he he has a, a kind of a a hip swing that like not like the hip not like a a, a feminine hip swing more like a more like a more like Moronic a hip swing. Yeah, it's like a it's like a wrestler like like swagger. A, yeah, stud on the beach sort of hip swing that just <laughs> looks really silly. And my wife Trevor's just playing she, Fabio. Yes, well, uh, more so than you realize. But anyway, uh, <laughs> she just makes fun of it every time she sees it because it's so fun. Anyway, I I I think that the I do enjoy. The slow burn. I enjoy this. There's a lot of things about that I like that are maybe more up my alley. Um, but I do enjoy. My biggest complaint probably is the the combat is not as in depth as I would like it to be. Um, although the the card combinations become far more interesting as I go along. So you know, revisit this in two months when I've unlocked all the cards and built you know the perfect decks. Then maybe I'll enjoy it more. But especially early on, the cards feel sometimes they feel disjoined. Like there's one card that blade has that he he has he 
gains a bonus for everybody that's bleeding, but he doesn't have a real good way to get bleed onto everybody uh, initially. So some of that stuff. Even when you, you, oh, oh, initially. So you're saying initially you could build kind of a, a you bleed, you could definitely build like a build, build a bleed deck. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. So so um, sorry. What was your number, Trevor? Um, so design, obviously it has a few issues, but I like it quite a bit and I like, I like where they went with it. Um, I wish the combat was a little better. So that's where we're going to be at about a seven or an eight. Yeah. I feel like we should ask you what's your design interest level <laughs> after hearing the pitch. Uh, um, maybe, maybe a six. I don't know. I'm going to actually, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to backtrack just slightly. I'm going to knock it a little bit more. I don't know if this causes any issues with Josh, but I do get a little bit of motion sickness from exploring the grounds. Their 3D um, camera is it just moves kind of quick sometimes, and after a couple mm-hmm. hours, I, I start to get a little queasy. It's not bad. No, the but yeah, but the motion is like it could be better. There are there are many third-person adventure games with much better motion yeah. than what they have they have programmed here. Yeah, it, it seems like it could have used a little refinement. And maybe it doesn't bother everyone, but it definitely gives me... And it's never bad. Like, I don't ever have to walk away from the game. But there's some times where I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to go on a... i got to go on a fight. I've got to go pull some cards because the... Let's get stationary for a minute. Yeah, let's stop moving the camera around. <laughs> All right, so we jump now to time management. Uh, Man, I'm still in the slow burn, and I... They they deserve major penalty for the slowness of the um like I want to give it a five right now and come back later and maybe I'll be okay but I I just I cannot get over how slow the burn is like imagine if someone were given a design document and and the stated mission on the design document was uh please create a game with the most like painfully long tutorial that mankind has ever crafted. (laughs) Yeah, it does take a while to get going. Um, And I will knock it for that. But once you get into it, here's the part I love. The part I love is the compartmentalized day. You get up from your bed, you talk to everybody in the mansion, you go on a mission, you come home, you do a hangout, you go to bed. So it's like this compartmentalized turn that I can take where I know when things have started and stopped. And for a man of my age, who can't remember what he was doing. It's really easy to pick up and just go, okay, I don't have to worry about what happened yesterday. I can just keep going. And they're like, oh yeah, now I remember what happened yesterday. You know what? That is a strong defense of the game, Trevor. Well done. It's, it's honestly, it's what's kept me going. I don't go back to it. Like I do with most RPGs and go crap. Where was I? What was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I go back to it and just like a normal day, I start by waking up and not remembering what I did yesterday. It's like real life. (laughs) So, but you're right. It, it, it needs, the pace needs to be picked up early on. Like the, the, it's almost like they need to get into the main plot and the, and the, the fights faster and then let the, the slow burn of learning. The paper dolly stuff happen. Yeah. After that. Right. Yeah. Let it happen a little bit slower. It almost tries to shove you into the paper doll stuff early where it could, it could do that you know, after, a, a, let's say, a, a week's worth of everything else. So, sorry, what was your number, Trevor? Oh, um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a five as well. I, I understand, like, I feel like that this is a game, this part of the game is its own worst enemy. Like okay. the average, average gamer will not make it to the, to the fruity center of this. To game. the payoff. Yeah. 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 They will not, they will not have the number of licks to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. Correct. Uh, Jay, would you like to give a number on this, your interest level in the slow burn? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned that it's going to take too long to set the hook. What if I pitched it as a digital crochet, Jay? (laughs) (laughs) The other, the other thing that issue that I have is that next week I'm going to, uh, try to sign up for a set of races that they're not actually going to be races it's going to be me walking them with brian but okay it's going to be in january of 2024 but it's going to be i'll walk a 5k on friday a 10k on saturday and a half marathon on sunday so are these like these aren't the disney races are they yeah oh okay it's going to be at disneyland this is returning cool. to disneyland which is why we're looking at it so yeah so that'll take up even more of my time but Anyways, 
We're here to help, Jay. I appreciate. It's, it's only one I don't day know in what time. way, but yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so uh, next category is repeatability. I actually am going to give this initial score because partly because of the reasons Trevor was just talking about that, like I hadn't realized that that compartmentalized day was really helping me feel like, oh, I could pick this up and put it back down and, you know, and be ready to do it again on the next day. So, so I do give them bonus points there. So I, I'm going to give the repeatability, I'm going to bump it up to a seven. So there's some, some other repeatability aspects to it that I, I think are important. I can actually see myself replaying this game because there's a, a light, dark and power side to your character's um, powers and uh, development, person, right? Pers- personality. So you can mm-hmm. you can come back and play the opposite side, or uh, or stay middle, play the power side, which is neither light nor dark. Um, additionally, you could build completely different decks. So I think there is some replayability. Whether or not I actually do come back to it, I don't know. But the the idea that I walk away from it and actually come back to it is quite strong because of the compartmentalization of the of a single day, the way that it plays. So I think this is fairly high. I'm not gonna if I replay it, it'll be one of those things where I'll come back a year or two later and be like, yeah, let's play it again. That was fun. Um, but I think it's actually above average for me. It's more like a seven or eight, which I don't normally replay games. Yeah, that's like me with movies. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna let you give it an eight, Jay. <laughs> okay. Do you feel any sense to? Do you feel like any sense of weighing in on repeatability? Um, I mean, <laughs> I struggle with playing games the first time. I don't know. How. <laughs> the second time is. I guess you really the question is, Jay, what's the likelihood on a zero scale of one to ten that you play this for the first time, which would be repeating from zero to one? And that's a good question. Yes. Uh, so now we're going to go to fun. Uh, I will say this is my highest score so far. I'm going to give it a seven. Like again, the, what has made it fun for me is recognizing what it is not. Yeah. Um, I, I've had a lot of fun with this and it's, you know, as far as video games go, I've already put, um, a considerable amount of time into it in comparison to most video games, which don't make it past, you know, hour 10 to 15 um, you know, and I'm definitely on to probably hour 30 or more at this point. Um, and the funny thing is, is I read. And some are you use... close to the end or did you say you had beat it already? I have not beat it and I'm nowhere near the end. Oh, OK. So um, I heard initial reviews saying that it was really short. And I so I thought I thought that maybe I was getting close to the end. But the deeper I get into it, I know I'm not close to the end because I I. So I've unlocked three moon seals, which are the things that you use to get around the um, the yard of the of the um, abbey. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a fourth moon seal that I haven't unlocked yet, which is I believe the last one. Um, I've unlocked Spider-Man, Deadpool, uh, Captain America, um, but I know uh, there's uh, a bunch of characters that I have not unlocked that I know are in the game, um, like Wolverine, Hulk um uh shoot sorry i can't remember all of them but there's there's several that that i'm not anywhere near close to, i don't think to unlocking so either they come you know fast and furious here close to the end and, and maybe i'm closer than i think but my tr- the truth is is i think i'm not even halfway yet I, I think that if you play just the story missions you could probably finish it pretty quickly but i play a lot of side missions because it's important to be able to craft the cards you want and and build the relationships you want so you know i don't think i'm anywhere near the end and and the dlc opened up a whole nother line of potential missions so now when i go to the mission selection there's a there's a deadpool story mission that's side uh quest i guess to the main it's like a side story pool geos yes yes so yeah i i just don't think i'm i have no idea someone who'd completed it would have to tell me, but I'm guessing I've still got a long ways to go. Um, all right. So overall, I mean, it's, it's a six for me. It's creeping up. Like, you know, (laughs) just two weeks ago, it would have been a four or five, honestly. Um, this is the, sum of the parts is, is greater. You know, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Um, right. Right. So what, so what is your total then? Um, I mean, right now I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you, like it keeps creeping up. Like mm. I'm probably, I'm probably right now at a seven or an eight, but I keep going back to it going, man, it's just getting better. 
let's face it, once I unlock Captain America, it'll be a freaking nine. <laughs> Do you like Captain Marvel? No. I can't decide if I want her or magic to die first. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. She's she's very <laughs> different from the MCU Captain Marvel. At least it feels like That's true. She is yeah, she is, she she's more like the comic book uh one, you know what I mean? But Yeah. Um I so I will say this uh, for those that might be interested in Deadpool. Um his writing at least initially. I haven't had him for very long, but it's a little poor. Like the humor is the, there's Oh, really? There's Dang. parts yeah, which is weird because the game is actually pretty funny. Like some of the character introductions at the beginning of the game, I was laughing out loud. Like there, there's some there's some really good humor in this game, and then Deadpool comes along, and his humor is just like it's just missing on every beat. There's a few there's a few things he says every once in a while. Do you think it's because the game is not um wait is the game's not M rated, is it? I gotta look now. No, it's not. I don't think it's probably teen. That's what and I was no, thinking. No, I would Where's... not say that that's the issue. I would I would just literally say that whoever wrote the Deadpool stuff just sort of missed the mark. Huh. Okay. There there is some I'm not don't get me wrong, there's some Deadpool stuff that's really funny. Um like there's one that he where he throws a grenade and then like they do this cutscene where he turns away from the grenade and gives you this like cheesy grin and then like the grenade blows up and it's it's confetti behind him. It's just it's hilarious. There's there are some funny parts, but overall I would say it's more like sixty percent miss, forty percent hit, which with Deadpool hmm. You feel like they could have. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the writers. Yeah, and <laughs> and maybe maybe it gets better as you as you get more into the Deadpool story missions. I I I literally just unlocked him like maybe last night or the night before, and I've only done his very first story mission. So, um, so audience, man, I don't even know how to answer this question. Like, uh, like so there's nothing it, unsafe, you know. It, kids would be fine to play this, but like. Um, it does have play stupid it, it, Roblox. Yeah, it is PG-13. There's some swearing. Um, Blade especially has a potty mouth. Um, you may not have gotten to that point yet. It's not like bad. It's literally PG-13. Yeah, yeah. It's light yeah. PG-13. Like it's not even that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I play with my kids in the room all the time, and and there's a couple of times where I'm like, did they hear that? No. Okay. And I haven't stopped them from playing <laughs> it. I'm not going to. Um, it's pretty light. I mean, honestly, if you were a kid of the 80s, uh, you know, Back to the Future swears more than this game does. But yeah. Uh, um, so audience, it really does require someone to want and like a slow burn. If you want, if you're an FPS kitty, um, if you're playing Roblox, you're, you know, you're playing Fortnite. This is not your game. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, you must you need like to, slow burn. You must be interested in the role-playing aspect of it and the character interactions um yeah if those things don't interest you it's not for you but beyond that if like i'm not i wouldn't turn anyone away from it right right yeah yeah well after all having said all that uh go no go the real question you know for jay is (laughs) not not go or no go but is this the worst christmas present i've ever given you yes (laughs) no 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 no. i'm sure somewhere there's been a worse one (laughs) actually i I have there's probably your field to give one and so that would you know take the take the cake as the worst yeah i mean i i gave it to you as well so i i feel like we're uh co-guilty there's some Um, even stevens action there yeah, I'm I'm curious. I have a question for you, Trevor. Mm-hmm. So uh, knowing what you know of me, if you were to make a recommend that the next game I should play is either uh, Midnight Suns or F1 Manager, mm-hmm. which one oh, would you tell me to play? Wow. So welcome to Sophie's Choice, the podcast. <laughs> oh, I think you would probably get more instant gratification from F1 Manager, and not that you are an instant gratification person, because I don't think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, that the payoff is is quicker. Like you, mm-hmm. sure. there's no slow burn. You don't have to jump into it. You're gonna. I mean, assuming you don't choose, you know, Red Bull or Ferrari, yeah. you're you're gonna struggle to win races. It, right. It's much more difficult to get into, and. Um, eventually it it wears thin um the depth is not there yet but it'll come along but i think that you would probably enjoy the game uh much quicker 
you know, you wouldn't, you would, you could spend 10 hours, enjoy those 10 hours instead of spend 10 hours and then start jo- enjoying um, Midnight Suns. I honestly, I think both games are up your alley. It's just the Midnight Suns, just it takes longer to get to the point where it starts being enjoyable. So, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's funny because the, the, I would say the first hour of Midnight Suns is enjoyable and then it sort of slows down um, for a while before it picks up again. So, but F1 manager, like if you like managing, you know, minutia, which I think you do, um, it's probably up your alley. So I I honestly won't be surprised if you don't play either. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the, um, I guess the bright side is that, um, it feels a little bit like there isn't necessarily a bad answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. That's true. I'm excited for F1 Manager 23. I think that when they start adding a few more features, like the core of the game is fun. It just eventually you start uh, running out of fun because, I, like, for example, I think in my sixth season or seventh season, I was winning every race by more than a lap. Like no, the third third place car was more than a lap behind. Sure, yeah. And And so there's very little in the game that actually balances long term like over the course of a long game you can just get to the point where it's so dominating that you're not having fun anymore so that's something that they'll that they need to fix but i i don't know that they necessarily thought that somebody would play 20 seasons of f1 manager in their first year of making the game so (laughs) but the opposite is true of midnight suns the longer i get into it the more it opens up and the more interesting things start happening um the more the game starts to come together yeah it just you can see the beauty of the game it's just the beauty of the game got revealed kind of maybe too slow for the average gamer mm. all right well we will wrap it up there and uh you guys can let us know what you guys think of the midnight suns uh computer game <laughs>